When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. He's Phil Mackey, and he's wow. back on the Mackey and Judd program that starts right about, about, about now. Kenny, do you want to, uh, I got some aloe here, a little sunburn from Phoenix. Okay. I could use a little help. Okay. There's a spot just Can kind you of please shut up right below now? my shoulder blades. Kenny, yeah. come beat him up. Yeah. A, You've got my permission. A little help here. I'll rub something on your back, pal. Wow. <laughs> I'm no. back, too. Where's my fanfare? <laughs> oh, hi, Dave. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I got sunburned. You like that? You like that? We kind of felt like the commitment wasn't there from Kurt. You know, we, we obviously wanted Kurt. We franchised him because we wanted him there. Um, it was up to ownership in the front office to kind of work those numbers out. They couldn't get the numbers worked out, so we signed franchise tags, those two two football seasons. Um, but everybody in that locker room was behind Kurt. We wanted him there, but we wanted to feel like he wanted to be there as well. Having played 14 years, I understand, let's go get the money. But at some point, it has to be, you know, mutual interest from both parties to want to get better collectively as a team. And um, paying Kurt probably the 30 million he's going to get, we couldn't do and get better mm. as a football team. D'Angelo Hall, longtime Washington Redskin, questioning the commitment of future Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Wouldn't, Does that pique your interest? No, because this would go both ways, right? The, the Redskins uh, paid him a ton under the franchise tag for the past two years, but they wouldn't commit to him, so he didn't commit to them. Uh, it's called a business? So, no. No, among the things that would make me uh, skeptical, ner- nervous, and downright start to break into a cold sweat when it comes to Kirk Cousins... Him not committing fully to Washington when they wouldn't commit to him does not scare me in the least. I can see both sides of this because on one hand, if somebody gives you like 50 plus million dollars over two years to play football, you're going to be fine financially. Like you're set up for the rest of your life. You just made 50 million dollars over two years. So like the financial thing, it's all monopoly money. At some point, I get that maybe uh, a guaranteed long-term deal could have could have garnered 80 or 90 million guarantee. That's what he's going to get now. On the flip side, if I have to keep going year after year, 4,000 yards, 4,000 yards, 4,000 yards, and my team, which, by the way, has a resume of being a disaster franchise in the NFL, keeps kind of shrugging its shoulders and saying, yeah, let's go another year. We'll see. Another year. Yeah, we don't trust you. Like, I would flip the question around to Washington and to uh, D'Angelo Hall. I mean, how committed now D'Angelo Hall has been committed to the organization, but, you know, not only have they been unsure about you, Kirk Cousins— they're the dysfunctional ones. Here's the last like 10 to 15 years of Washington Redskins football. One playoff win since 1999. Zero top 10 defenses in 10 years. 
Two division wins. That's it since 1999. Eight last place finishes in the last 13 seasons and eight different head coaches since 2000. They're the dysfunctional ones. Like, who do you trust in well, this equation? Cousins sniffing them out or them sniffing Cousins They're out? also about to get left. And and when you're about to get left, you, you basically try and bash the, the future ex, right? So they're now saying, well, it doesn't appear that he was committed to us. And, well, no, he wasn't. And he's about to leave you. And you, and you are about to now have to go find a quarterback. And, therefore, you're going to start bashing first. That's, th- that's this. Yeah. And it, it does not concern – it's weird because the Minnesota Vikings are, it looks like they are on the verge, and, and it might get competitive, and it might be between two or three teams, but the, the Vikings are on the verge of getting the biggest free agent uh, quarterback on the market. This does not, the, these guys don't become available much. Uh, this should be, you would think that this would be largely an exciting time if you're a Viking fan. Since you've been gone, Phil, my sense okay, is, that, Kelly Clarkson. is that we are. Dave got that. Oh, I got it too. <laughs> I actually don't mind that song. I hate myself for that. Wait, what? I don't mind that song. I hate myself for that. I don't mind Elaborate more. I don't mind it. I don't mind. It came out when I was, uh, it came out in about 03 or 04. And I I was at at that time, believe it or not, going to a health club a lot. And it played all the time. (laughs) And I don't mind that song. And I don't know why. You just humble bragged. In the same well, but, sentence as your love for Kelly Clarkson. I don't understand why. why. How can I not hate that song? <laughs> that song goes against everything I believe in. Oh, my God. It's got to be in our system because KS95 probably drove that into the ground 15 years ago. Oh, we've got a live. Oh, my God. No. He's Judd, front row Judd with his lighter. <laughs> I got my cell phone now. <laughs> I love you, Kelly! The, light, the lighter app on his iPhone. All right, anyways. I know! So since I've been gone. Since, since you've been gone, I feel like we've turned a corner from, from for the most part, being like, okay, the Vikings are going to be in on Cousins. This could be really, really cool. This could be neat to living in fear that this is going to happen. And I don't know if it's driven by the fact that Zim got up at the Combine and basically said, well, if we sign, he didn't say Cousins' name, but he basically said, if we sign this guy, we're going to not be able to sign all my guys on defense. There is a trepidation now that I think only we could have about signing a potential big-name quarterback free agent. It's prom night fear. It, it's, yes. it's prom night fear. Oh, my God. Yes, this is going to be awesome. Yes. Yes, got a hotel room. This is going to be great. Oh, this is going to be the best night of my life. Wait, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, no. I just, it's prom night fear. Like, that's that's what this is. That's us, though, I guess. I actually, let's, let's we got to get to, uh, to to something else that happened last night. So, more reckless speculation for maybe the next segment. I want to go deeper on this with you because I sense the same thing that there's. It's like we have buyer's remorse before it happened. <laughs> so let's let's dive more into that here. But uh, other things to get. Ding ding. Spurgeon has it for Minnesota. Long shot. They score. Across to Koivu. They score. To Winnick. Skate to stick for a shot. He scores. Long pass and stall in. Stall scores. I mean, there's no one line uh, in hockey that can carry the team through any sort of playoffs. So it's uh, you need secondary scoring. And it was, I think all four lines uh, uh, um, contributed tonight, which was great. Everything he touches is just start calling him Midas, you know, from now on. He's turned into I gold, chuckled. but I hope it doesn't end. He's like 
He's well-deserved of Were it. you in the, the... I chuckled at that one. You were in the reporter, I, that, the that's reporter me cackle group there? I, I cackled slightly. <laughs> no, no, I didn't go full cackle. Oh, children, went, you're so went, funny. <laughs> that was okay. Oh, uh, Gardy, you're so funny. So, stall scores again last night. The, the stall line has been very very good, except for about one game since they've been put together. But let me, let me tell you right now, what Boudreaux was talking about was the secondary scoring. And last night, here's the good news. The Koivu Par- is there bad news? The Koivu Parisi. Well, uh, there might be. The bot might n- not have been entirely pleased, oh, but I'm I. Sure. But but the Koivu Parisi Nino line uh, was, was also effective, and I'm dubbing this now. Niederreiter doesn't fit this narrative completely, but I'm dubbing this the Father Timeline because Koivu and Parisi are about my age, uh, but Parisi especially is starting to score goals now. If you're going to have, if this team is going to have any chance in the playoffs, they need at least two, if not three lines going well. If you have one line going well, eventually that line is going, I think, to get slowed or or completely shut down at times, especially against a good playoff team. If you can go two or three lines deep, and I don't know that this team can go three lines deep, but if you can get the Koivu Parisi Nino line going consistently, and I think Parisi, when he scored last night in the power play, now has three goals in his past four games. You have to have Parisi scoring. So if that happens, that's at least that at least gives you hope that you can have two lines going well into the playoffs. Did you see Cam Ward in goal last night for the Hurricanes? How is it that the Wild only got four goals off him before he was pulled from the game? He was so bad, the Wild should have gotten four in the first five minutes of the game. Instead, they needed Dubes to save their bacon in the first period before finally fluttering a few pucks into the net. Celebrate a 6-2 win if you want, but you won't get those softies in the playoffs. Against a good team and competent goalie, the Wild probably lose that game. I mean, it's hard to disagree. Carolina's one of the worst teams in the NHL. Oh, he's... I'm a little surprised. I'm with the bot here. It's a, the slow start was a little concerning I, for me, personally. I tried to point out the good here, but the bot's not wrong. They played, uh, the Wild played about a 10-minute portion of the first period where they disappeared, and Dubnik was fantastic. But you know what, Bot? Here's the good news, Bot. I'm going to counter the Bot. This this is where I come in to counter the Bot. Bot, if you think about it this way, what we saw during that 10-minute portion of the first period last night from Dubnik is what we're going to need to see consistently in the playoffs. Outstanding goaltending. So, Bot, I will I will take your negative and turn it into a positive and say that when his teammates let him down, Dubnik was fantastic. And how long have I been saying, the human Judd, been saying, this is what you need from Dubnik in the playoffs. You need him to save your bacon. Did you see Nino's goal in the second period last night? I love hockey, but honest to God, even I don't think you can get credit for a goal like that. The man was in front of the goal, which is to his credit, I will give him that, but he cowered and tried to dive away from Spurgeon's shot like a six-year-old girl in a snowball fight. The only difference is that he is too slow to actually dodge the puck and it bounced off his shoulder or something and into the goal. Way to break the slump, Nino. It's a hockey goal. It's Nino, not Judbot. It's a little negative. Nino, Judbot. Come on. What did he say, Nino? Yeah. I mean, but Judbot, come on. He's just <laughs> looking for things now. He's looking for reasons to be negative. Is he wrong? Wait till the... Well, here's here's my disappointment. <laughs> is he wrong is what okay, I asked. Okay, he's not necessarily entirely wrong. Here's my disappointment. <laughs> Judbot is now just doing human judge dirty work. Here's what Say, I want. You're, you can play good cop on the surface here. <laughs> yeah. But here's where here's where we miss the bot. We missed the bot Monday after the after the complete meltdown in Colorado on Friday. That's where I missed the bot. 
Seven to one, you get beat. You completely play like dogs. That's where I was curious because I think the bot would have tore him up. You could have called bot. I think he would have tore him up. I didn't want to bother. Bot and I don't really talk that much. Uh, Did I see correctly that this is only the Wild in the last 26 home games? Someone tweeted this at us. In the last 26 home games, they have one regulation loss. I would have to look that up. Can that, that be up. right? I don't know that. I don't. I don't I mean, know that for a fact. They've been incredible. But at they've home. got fifty-four. I want to say they're now at fifty-four home points, which leads the league. So it's it's entirely possible because you, you get the point for the OT losses and shootout losses. They so are, yeah, it's possible. They are the best. I'm looking this up right now, just uh, in terms of like regulation home losses. They have the fewest in the NHL. They are twenty-four, five, and six at home this year. The six would be moral victories where you still get a point even though you lose the game. Mm-hmm. And they're fourth in the Western Conference in points behind Nashville, Winnipeg, and uh, Las Vegas still sitting there at the, 89. The bot will tell you, though, that four of the next five are on the road. And the bot will also tell you that you've got in that stretch, you've got Vancouver, the Oilers, and um, who is the who is the last one? Oh, Phoenix again, Arizona. Well, that's a guaranteed loss. And so you've got so you've got the three worst teams of, of those four games, and the fourth is against the Golden Knights. Of those four games, though, you've got three against the three worst teams in the Western Conference. Well, I'll give you this: if Zach Parisi is sort of back, if if this is. You know, if, if he's got his legs underneath him, as they would say, if if he is all of a sudden even 80% of the old Zach Parisi, and he's going to be that way through the rest of the season, playoffs, that changes the game a little bit. My favorite thing about last night, though, on the broadcast, so I'm going to preface this by saying I love Wes Walls. Wes Walls is, is a great analyst, yeah. and uh, I, I like that they're incorporating him on the actual game broadcast now. But he, in the third period, when they were up 5 to nothing. Talked for like two minutes about how difficult it is to play with a five goal lead in the. In the Have NHL. you ever had one before? They are like, tough. I just I can't under I can't state enough how difficult yeah. it is to play when you're up five rip in the NHL. Two, Wes, go, two goal leads and five goal leads. They're the devil, man. <laughs> Those are the most de- no three goal lead. You're fine, but five goal lead. You go two up by goal five, lead, it gets difficult. Most dangerous in hockey. That was amazing. Um, let's keep the reckless speculation theme going here because. I sense the same thing that you've been sensing the last few days, that as the reports start to stack up that the Broncos are out because they're hearing the Vikings are a lock to sign Kirk Cousins, we already have buyer's remorse. At least a lot of people do. I've been seeing uh, you know emails and tweets at us. I'm going to give you two reasons, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree, why signing Kirk Cousins would be absolutely the right move above and beyond all of the pairing of the onion we've been doing for the last month or so. Mackie and Judd back at full strength on a Wednesday. Bridgewater, Keenum, Cousins. You might be sick of hearing about the Vikings quarterback situation, but we're still talking about it. Let's keep beating it into the ground with some more reckless speculation. We kind of felt like the commitment wasn't there from Kurt. You know, we, we obviously wanted Kurt. We franchised him because we wanted him there. Um, it was up to ownership in the front office to kind of work those numbers out. They couldn't get the numbers worked out, so we signed franchise tags those two two football seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody in that locker room was behind Kurt. We wanted him there, but we wanted to feel like he wanted to be there as well. Having played 14 years, I understand, let's go get the money. But yeah. at some point, it has to be, you know, mutual interest from both parties to want to get better collectively as a team. And um, paying Kurt probably the 30 million he's going to get we couldn't do and get better as a football team. I saw a great tweet this morning. I want to give proper credit here. 
because uh, it's I think it sums up everything that you brought up in the first segment there, which is we've got this almost like this. We're looking at this guy who is durable and who he's not Aaron Rodgers, but that shouldn't be your argument because there's only like three of them. It's Rodgers, Brady, Breeze. Okay, there's like five. Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger, uh, maybe Russell Wilson or Matt Ryan. But this is from Adam Patrick on Twitter. And uh, Adam does a Vikings podcast. It's Straight Cash Homie is his Twitter handle. And he and he says, Dear Vikings fans, and he tweets, here are the options at quarterback. If you strip away, let's let's just strip away name and money. Here are your options at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Number one, a quarterback who's played one good season in six years. Mm-hmm. Number two, a quarterback coming off a severe knee injury and hasn't started a game in two seasons. Number three option, a quarterback who's only played in 47% of possible games since 2013 because of a degenerative knee issue. <laughs> Which the and, coach volunteered right, out. And f- not only volunteered like during the season, but yeah. then followed up again right well, before free sure agency. You know. yeah. uh, hey, Dolphins and uh, anyone else? Uh, no, it's Browns, yeah. just so you know, it's degenerative. Degenerative. That's D-E-G. And then option number four, a quarterback who's thrown for at least 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. Now, obviously, money matters, and it's a salary cap league. Mm-hmm. But these are the two reasons to me why signing Kirk Cousins, let's stop paring the onion here. Let's just look from 30,000 feet. Number one, you're paying for durability and a guaranteed above-average quarterback who's in his prime. How many guaranteed above-average durable quarterbacks are there in the NFL? I mean, like 10, yep. and he's one of them. A guy... Like, Sam Bradford's above average, but he's not durable. Uh, Case Keenum was above average, but we don't know if he will be for the long run. How often do guys, um, what you just went through, how often do they hit the open market? Never. They don't for the most part. I mean, they get franchised, they get re-signed. Kirk Cousins might not be great, but but quarterbacks with his statistical background ordinarily are never available on the open market. Right, So, so reason number one is just... A guy like this is never available, a durable, a guy who plays 16 games, a guy who throws for yards, who is above average by, if you look at the last three years of sample size, if you, whether you look at QBR or football outsiders or pro football, whatever it is that you want to look at, yards per attempt, uh, traditional passer rating, he's above average and he plays every game. Like you're, I think there's... There's value in paying extra for that too. Like you know, you know what you're getting with Kirk Cousins. And the second reason is, and we brought this up right after they got beat by 30 points in Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game. When you get beat like that in the NFC Championship game, the last 15 or 20 years, you miss the playoffs the next season. And traditionally, the Vikings, when they lose a game like that, don't bounce back. They have some severe drop off, or fire a coach, or miss the playoffs. Going all the way back to 1999 to 2010, right? This this is a pattern in the NFC and with the Vikings. You need to jolt the team. You can't just come back with a tougher schedule and the same quarterback and basically the same team and think, we're going to rekindle the magic from last year. So the other reason I like the Cousins idea is it puts a jolt into the franchise. It's something drastically different that, that makes 2018 wholly separate from 2017. Let's see here. The head coach spent almost the entire season essentially trying to tell you, with, without coming out and directly saying it, he spent most of the year trying to tell you, I don't trust my guy. Keenum's my guy, and I don't trust him. 
Now I do blame I do blame Zimmer for our trepidation now in this. I think him getting up at the combine and essentially spelling out that if we sign this guy, if we do this contract, it's gonna be a lot. I can't keep my guys. I understand what he's saying. But what we need what we need to get here is we're we're almost torturing ourselves now. Number one, I would urge you wait till the contract, if and when it's done, let's see it. Because so much of what comes out at the combine, it comes from the cousins camp. And they're going to tell they're going to tell reporters exactly what they hope for, not what they're necessarily going to get. He's going to get a ton. But the point is when when you hear, and I think this broke on Friday or Saturday, okay, here's it's going to be three years, 91 million guaranteed. It very well might be. It might not be too. But I feel like we've and this it might have started when when Zim talked about this, but I feel like we've now twisted ourselves up into a pretzel, and we are so afraid. And what if this happens? Well, uh, to to the tweet that you went through, here's your problem: if you don't get Cousins, what are your options? I don't think Keenum's coming back. I think Keenum's going to say, "See you guys." Zimmer didn't trust me. Uh, I'm gone, and he's going to get good cash somewhere else. I think Bridgewater would come back. And I honestly think that deep down in his heart, Zimmer's choice might be for that. But the point being, he hasn't started a game in two years. So what happens if opening day next year he gets un- under center and you see him play and you're like, this guy's eight games away from being good again. And you're ready to win a Super Bowl. Yes. this is a this. The important thing to keep in mind here is we are talking about a 13-3 and team. And we're talking about a team with, and I, I know the last game was a disaster, but we're still talking about a team with a very solid to very good defense. And that defense is not going to be there for five years. So your option. So as as we get all nervous about this and twisted up into a pretzel, to your point, and I've been saying this too, is it's a thirteen and three team. You have a GM who is trying to maximize that and say what quarterback gives us the best chance. And oh by the way, for the first time in years and years, a quarterback is on the market who might be that guy. Yeah. I, the other angle too is it's almost like the people who are focused on Kirk Cousins' flaws don't even acknowledge the fact that maybe there's still room for improvement because he's only 29 years old, going to be 30 years old. Maybe the organization he's coming from, not in that they didn't have weapons, like they've had weapons and Jay Gruden is a good offensive coach, but historically from Daniel Snyder all the way down the last 20 years, when's the last time you thought, boy, the Redskins, man, they let that player go and that's a genius franchise, so... Be on the lookout when the when the Patriots let Randy Moss go. You know he's cooked. When when the Patriots decide that Chad Ochocinco can't play anymore, guess what? Yeah, when when they decide that Matt Castle is expendable in some way, they kind they kind of know what they're what they're looking at. He's not a franchise quarterback because they're the bleeping Patriots. We're talking about Washington. So the other argument of well, if if Kirk Cousins is so great, why wouldn't and and he's the most important position quarterback in the world in sports. Why wouldn't they hang on to him? I don't know, because they have a history of being incompetent for 20 years under Daniel Snyder. I don't think about that. Now, if the Steelers let somebody go, I might think, eh, interesting. Okay. I don't know if uh, maybe that guy doesn't have much gas left in the tank. With Cousins, I think it's just a product of a dysfunctional organization well, that couldn't figure out if they liked him or not for three years, and he decided, I don't want to be here anymore. And I get the concern, but this does not mean he's bad. And I get the concern. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but that's. And I get the concern, but once again, all right, let's let's play this out. Next Wednesday, um, three o'clock, three o two, Kirk Cousins signs with the Jets. 
What do you do? What's your options? Because I'm telling you right now, what I think day? Keenum's when, gone. Wednesday? Yeah. So I, I think it might even go to like Thursday okay. or Friday, All in, right. in but, which case you but, might even be more but, screwed. But, my, yeah. but my point is, if, if if you're a Vikings fan right now and and you are having second thoughts and saying, oh boy, Zimmer might be right, and what if we can't re-sign defensive guys? All right, so let's play this out and say whatever day of the week Kirk Cousins signs with the Jets. And now your options are Keenum's gone. Bridgewater might still be there. He might not be. Bradford to me is is a non is a non factor here, because since we know that his knee, shockingly not, is degenerative, he's not coming back. The other thing to keep in mind is this as well. If this works, and hell, let's just say it works for one year, but if this works and you get that defense back next year, and Kirk Cousins working with Diggs and Thielen and 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 Dalvin Cook in the backfield. And an offensive line that that you've upgraded a bit again goes to a Super Bowl. Let's say they win. Are you really going to sit there and say, but what about 2019? What about 2000? I mean, I mean, we can't. No, you're not. You're not. This franchise is never. So I I understand the concern and the contract might be terrible. And guess what? If he if he doesn't work, it might be Spielman's job. But flip it around and ask yourself, if he goes to the Jets. What do you do? Yeah. Start Kyle Sloter? Do you go get the um McCowan? Do you get McCowan and Bridgewater? How long are you and building this? How good this do you feel for? about those other options? Uh by the way, we can open up phone lines. We are guest free this hour. So 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500 if you want to chime in, disagree with us. Um and the more you hear about the Kirk Cousins camp wanting something in that three-year range so he can become a free agent again if he wants to, and mm-hmm. he, he's kind of betting on himself. Give me a, give me a, a loaded contract for three years. And let's talk of $30 million. I think we're rounding up there. Like, that's a negotiating stance. So the highest-paid quarterback in the league is $27.5 million, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Cousins' camp. Of course, his camp is going to say, yes. well, let's get it to 30. He, I can almost, in fact, write this down early in the week. His average annual value is going to be $28 million, mm-hmm. so he'll set a new mark. Mm-hmm. It'll be $28 million. And if you start to look at the difference, let's say it's 26 versus $30 million. That's not going to cripple you in the next three years. If we're talking a five-year deal, and now you have to guarantee him money over five years, but you know what could happen, too? This Let's play this out even further. Let's say you go three years, and you give him the most money of any quarterback in the NFL, and and you make him happy, you make his camp happy. You're not going to be I don't think you're going to be prevented from re-signing a Stefan Diggs now. And you could even you could even structure a Diggs contract extension in a couple years or whenever that comes up in 2 years. All right, we're going to make it work under the cap as long as Cousins makes 28, but once Cousins gets his 86 to 90 million dollars guaranteed, if we want to bring him back, I'm sure by then he'll have made 150 million dollars well, in his career playing football. He might be more in the mindset then of, right. okay, let's try and be more cap friendly here. you go here. Brady with him. And, yes. and and he's really well compensated, but but you start to structure it differently. Yes, yeah. I just I, it's, it's worth it's been worth discussing the ramifications. But sure. I'm I'm okay with the potential ramifications, and I'm okay knowing he's not Aaron Rodgers. I, I would still sign him. I just get frustrated in this town because because we have these expectations. But then when you're about to make a move that might fulfill them, we get really skittish. <laughs> no, we get funny. really skittish. We like to reward people. Oh, you Darvish. I don't know, $100 million? We, like, we like to sign a new five-year deal. We like to reward people with long-term contracts that we like, and we get very concerned about giving guys who might help you a lot 
big contracts because we always want to say, well, how's this going to affect? And in this case, it actually makes sense. Yeah. Uh, like, I wouldn't have gone the sixth year on you, Darvish, necessarily, but I would have given him a lot of money over four. I would have upped the ante over four years or something. 651-646-8255. We're talking about Kirk Cousin angst. Uh, Chris from St. Paul, you're on the show. Yeah, uh, just a couple points. Number one, the last six quarter quarters the Vikings played, they were pretty poor defensively. What happens if that defense shows up? And also, what about New Orleans and Philly still being head of the Vikings for the Super Bowl? We're always talking this could be a Super Bowl team, but nobody is saying that Philly and New Orleans could have beat the Vikings with a great quarterback, that they may be better than, than the Vikings with Cousins. And I'm going back to that time when Carolina, did they win the Super Bowl and the next year they went 1-14 and 14 or something? I mean, all we're doing is major speculation, which is kind of fun to hear. No, Chris, it's uh, it's not major speculation. Reckless speculation. It's reckless speculation. And if the defense comes back and stinks, then pe- people probably get fired. That's a separate entity. Like, I'm not going to... Right, but... You should but, try to build the best offense that you can... And the best defense that you can. Yeah, but I'm just getting, but I, but in Chris's world, if if you come back in 2018 and the entire thing falls apart, then people lose their jobs and you have to start again. We're not we're not operating. The difference to me between the Darvish conversation and the Cousins one is very simple. As as much as Zimmer might hate this word, it's windows. Like I look at the Twins and I see a building franchise and they're going in the right direction and they've got good young players. And I say to myself, you can sign Darvish, but you but. He, it's not like the window is 2018. I look at a 13 and 3 Vikings team that had a good quarterback and I agree with with the franchise they can improve on that quarterback and I say your window is probably a couple more years. And like to Chris's question, well what about the Saints and the Eagles? They're really good teams and they might be better. I agree. But that's why you go that's get That's probably more incentive to sign the best quarterback you can, the guy who's durable. No, he's not Aaron Rodgers. And yes, that's a lot of money in a salary cap league and it might prevent you from retaining a player. I would still do it because it's the most sure thing in a Super Bowl window. And Rick Spielman knows he has never in his tenure here found a quarterback. 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. We'll get to John. Uh, I know you guys have talked a lot about Brian Dozier this week and the comments that he made on Sunday or Monday. I have a few thoughts on that, too, so we're going to get into that. It's the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd. Phil Mackie. He tried to be so polished. As a broadcaster, he says weird stuff, but it's almost funny at times. Judd Zolgad. Just from a baseball perspective, I really enjoy him. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All right, we've just been speculating during the break here. Judd and I just took a tandem bathroom break, and we're recklessly speculating (laughs) at the urinals. That's how much free agent fever we have. Dave looks appalled right now. Were you still quarterback speculating? or? Oh, no, very much quarterback speculating, yeah. No, 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 we were definitely quarterback speculating. My, I'm just, my point is this. Rick Spielman has not, during his tenure, found a quarterback. And if you look back at the history of this franchise, they have struggled in, in that area. So they just, the Vikings are, are potentially going to be the first people on a Thursday to walk in, into a garage sale and someone basically is selling an HDTV still in the box. Yeah. And you're going to say, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Here, here, Might I, be a little expensive, but I'm, you're going to buy it. I love the feedback on this. Uh, Arthur tweets into the show, and we're going to get to uh, John and Steven on the phone lines here, 651-646-8255. Arthur says, I'm dreading a cousin signing. 
According to uh, a report, Keenum and Cousins are very close in skill and rank. And if you look at, like, just last year, QBR or Pro Football Focus, whatever you want, you can get really granular with this stuff. Yes, Keenum was better than Cousins in a lot of those measurements last year. That was also Keenum's, and just to finish Arthur's point, but Vikings fans want to give $90 million to Cousins instead of $23 million on a franchise tag to Keenum on a one-year deal. And, and I would I would say this. Case Keenum's best season after five train wrecks was last year, and the offensive coordinator left. So that was his peak. We saw Case Keenum at his best. Last year, we actually saw Kirk Cousins at his worst. That was the worst of his three years as a starter in Washington. Uh, it was the first time he wasn't flirting top five in QBR or yards per attempt. A lot of his weapons were injured, and he just didn't have a whole lot, and that defense is a disaster, so they're always they're always forced to be more aggressive probably through the air than than uh, than other teams like the Vikings who are playing from ahead. Dumb analogy alert here. It's like going to a car lot, and you know what? Case Keenum at his best, and Kirk Cousins last year. They're they're both like they're we're not talking about Mercedes here. We're not talking about if Tom Brady's an Aston Martin. Um, you know, then then Kirk Cousins is like a a Honda Accord. He's a durable sort of, uh, yeah, he's a working class, affordable vehicle, but you know what you're getting. It's going to be durable. Case Keenum was a beater for like five years. And then like a mechanic came in and put a new shine on the outside of the car and maybe put a few more bells and whistles on the interior. And now, hey, he's a Honda Accord too. Right, but how many miles around that? Like, there was a lot of bad miles on that car for a few years. How much do I trust the mechanic? Do I trust that thing? Wouldn't you rather spend a little more money for the sure thing? That's how I view it. If if Keenum is yeah. better in the long run, I'm willing to to lose that bet in a Super Bowl window, paying a little more for the sure thing. That's where I stand. It's interesting, too, because uh, I, I think th- there's a lot of Viking fans out there who feel that Case is the safe thing. He He's the safe bet. Just bring him back. He was good. Just bring him back. But what you're ignoring is this. The head coach didn't trust him. So the mechanic that fixed him, or or at least had a significant role, th- he doesn't trust him. He's telling you, yeah, so, you know what, there's still some engine yeah. issues under the hood so there. So if, the, if, if um, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman were on the same page about Case, he'd be coming back. He, he would have either been franchised by the deadline yesterday, or he would probably more likely be signed to a three- to five-year deal right now. They didn't trust him. Th- this whole pursuit of Cousins is born from that. And so if you're a Viking fan and you keep saying, but Case was so good, the Vikings are telling you, we don't believe that. So if you're a Viking fan, what you're basically saying is, well, the team's wrong about this. Okay, so if, they, so if they're the experts and they're wrong, what does that say? 651-646-8255. John, you're on the show. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, good man. John. Fire away. Hey, um, so I, I was thinking about something. And I saw this uh, on one of the, the sports magazines. You know, you gotta you gotta give it to a guy like Kirk Cousins. He got offered a con- you know contract two years in a row by the um, Redskins. The guy's got a pair. He's got confidence. He went on the franchise tag twice. If that guy gets hurt, where's his money? Nowhere. You know, so you bring in a guy with confidence like that, with the hard work that that he puts in. Everybody. Guys from Michigan State, guys from the Redskins, you know, anybody, any football guy you talk to, Kirk Cousins is the hardest working quarterback in the room. So even if you you don't have the entire skill set of a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, he's going to make your team better. 
by the work that he puts in and by getting the people around him to put the hard work in. In Case Keenum, you know, like you said just a couple minutes ago, he was a beater. And one year, whoa, that was great. But then what's going to happen next? Your engine's going to blow on the beater, and you're going to have to get it repaired again. That's the thing. Yeah, it's a and it's it, a great phone call. And in in uh, some ways, it blew in the playoffs already. It those, did those last six quarters. But we were, but we it was it was disguised. Well, but the defense was yeah. bad. Yeah, but let's okay. That's kind of a separate entity, and, and yes, you you hope that it doesn't melt down again in a key spot. But let's take that away for a second. How confident are you to what you just said in the quarterback play against the best teams in the NFC? Because I'm not. I'm not well, ready to. I'm not ready to get married to that. Yeah, and he and and it wasn't one bad game in Philadelphia. It was a bad last six quarters. And the thing about that is that to me, uh, Keenum's play in those last six quarters was confirmation of what Zimmer expected to see eventually. It's what he feared. It's what he was talking about, which was this is going to run out because this is partially partially it's based on skill and good for you and you played well, but this is also partially based on luck and mm-hmm. it's going to run out and it did. I think he's Matthew Stafford. I think Kirk Cousins is is Matthew Stafford. And if you were to flip this around and Vikings fans have had a lot of experience watching Matthew Stafford in the division beating them the last few years and putting up a bunch of numbers, but he's been 9 and 7 and one year they went to the playoffs and went 11 and 5, but that's but that's it. A lot of regular season numbers and they're, they're pretty much the same guy. Stafford's been doing it longer because he was uh, highly touted early on and he came in the league earlier. If I told you Vikings fans, all right, forget about Kirk Cousins. Let's replace him with Matthew Stafford. You have a chance to give Matthew Stafford a bunch of money. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady, but he's durable. The guy plays 16 games every year for the last seven seasons. Yep. Kirk Cousins, 16 games every year the last three since he's been a starter. And put in the right system, he, he can be very good. Once you say, oh, yeah. Matthew Stafford, oh, for sure. Sign him up to be a Viking, right? Yep. Like that, I, I put them in the same exact carriage. Uh, Steven, you're on the show. Hi, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. How are you doing today? Thanks, good, man. Steven. Thanks for calling, great. listening. Appreciate it. Yeah, okay. I've been... Arguing with everybody on Twitter about this. I'm sick of like everybody else. Speculation. It's all fun. And I love the analogy about the, the case Keenum, the beater. I, I'm on the same page. He had lightning in a bottle one good year. You know, I don't think it's going to happen again. You know what you have. Personally, I, I like Cowers takes. I love mine on the show all the time. I'm a Teddy guy. I've always been a Teddy guy. I want to see what he can do. Maybe, you know, I, I like him and McCown. I love that, you know, that, that tandem. I just don't think Kirk Kirk Cousins is. I'm not saying he's not a great quarterback, but he's just. I don't think he's not worth the money that he wants to command. Now that's that's just my take on it. Is just, you know, is he a top 15? Probably, yeah. But you know, it's at the end of the day, he's not worth 25 million dollars. If he wants to take 20 million to come to the team, hey, I'm all for it. But I'm on the mindset: keep building your team, free free to see in the draft, and just keep, you know. Hope Teddy can come back and just go. Let's go. You know, that's my take. Steven, so. thank you for listening that's, and uh, thanks for calling, man. That's a lot of hope, though. Well, I, he, yeah, go ahead. I get the point, and and I I get the fact that the head coach has done a lot in the past year plus to sell you on the fact that Teddy's this great guy, which I'm sure he is, and competitor, and could be very good eventually. But once again, when you're talking about a team coming off the season that they were, which is a run to the conference title game, and you are discussing coming back next year and hitting the ground running and being as proficient as possible and you've got a good offense you've got a very good defense and and you've got offensive components that you're going to build on that are also very solid 
and you're going to hit the ground running with a quarterback who hasn't started in two years and has played in a fraction of one game and who, by the way, blew his knee blew up. And and this is not saying that Teddy Bridgewater can't eventually turn into a very good quarterback, but I think if you're Rick Spielman, if you sit down with, with Zimmer and the conversation is Mike tells Rick, you know what, Teddy's going to be great. He's going to be fine. And you're Rick, and you say, you know what, Mike, I, I was involved in drafting him. I like him too. But can we realistically say on opening day of 2018 he's going to be prepared to play? And Zimmer's going to have to tell you, well, I, I think so, but I'm not sure. And when you are discussing the the very small opportunities that teams in this league, if your name's not the Patriots, have to win Super Bowls, you got to say, we've got an opportunity here. Yeah. And then and then to, to the caller's point there, to Steven's point about just keep building your team. Well, your team is built to win a Super Bowl right now. They were in the NFC Championship yeah, game last that's year. Exa- exactly. So I would take the ING off of the building and say, your team is built right now. There's no guarantees that it's gonna that you're gonna be able to reload to the degree that you have, you know, three years from now. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm I'm okay overspending on this position by two, three, five million dollars a year, knowing where the rest of the roster is right now. And I get all of the downfalls. Totally get it. Let's pause again here. Lou Nanny at the top of the hour, by the way. Uh, TCL Broadcast Studios is where we are doing this show from. 651-646-8255 is the number if you want to chime in. Sean and uh, Treat will get to you guys. You know, speaking of vehicles here, you know what? Actually, the the analogy I should have used was a good, durable Toyota Corolla, like the one I drive. It's, it doesn't have spinner rims or anything. Like, it's not... I don't. I don't need to make... Five hundred thousand uh, dollars a year to to afford to drive it right. It's a it's a it's a durable, affordable vehicle, and you can get into a Toyota Corolla right now. By the way, maybe the uh, maybe the purple should listen to this. If you have to if you have to overspend for durability, I recommend it. The thing at Luther Brookdale Toyota is you don't have to overspend for durability. You can get durability for two hundred dollars a month on a three month lease or a three year lease, I should say, with some of these vehicles. I recommend the two thousand eighteen Camry as well which has all kinds of new upgrades, sleek new exterior, upgraded technology with an 8-inch touchscreen. It's Entune 3.0, the system that you will uh, fall in love with in the middle of the 2018 Camry console. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard, where the best service department in the Twin Cities resides, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Mackie and Judd now continue on 1500. ESPN. The 1500 ESPN Bracket Challenge is coming soon, and this year you'll have the chance to win a $50 Craved gift card, a brand new 55-inch TCL Roku TV, or a Napoleon LEX propane grill from Patio Town. Keep your eye on 1500ESPN.com for details on how you can sign up when those brackets are released. Thank you, Dave, here again. All right, we're hanging out here in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Lou Nanny will join us in about 10 minutes. But let's finish up this latest edition of Reckless Vikings quarterback speculation, much to the chagrin of a few people who keep tweeting at us. Talk and about Patrick anything Roy- and else. Patrick Royce. Yeah. Sorry, we're, uh, we're, we tried to book a few Mayak coaches today, but we couldn't, couldn't get there. Reckless speculation. Six five one six four six eight two five five. St. Thomas quarterback battle is going to be just hellacious next season. Reckless St. Thomas quarterback speculation. Treat, you're on the show. Yeah, I think people are blowing the salary cap situation out of proportion because in three years the salary cap will probably be 
10 to 15 million dollars higher than it is right now maybe even more because the nfl makes more money every year and zimmer i'm not sold on zimmer because i know we've won we're 30 and 4 when we've held teams under 21 points but it's kind of like living by the three and dying by the three in basketball you have to have an offense and a defense you can't just rely on one thing all the time and thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. But I think they've been building building that side of the ball up, don't you? Offensively, this team, they weren't a dumpster fire, but they certainly weren't great a couple of years back. And in 2017, they came back and I thought were strong. And that that is a credit to Keenum. But Shermer did a great job at coordinator. And so if this team uh, continued to to focus on defense and, and the offense continued to be okay or not, not even that good, I would say there's a problem there. But I think what you saw this past year is something that you look at the quarterback play and say what, what the Vikings are saying, which is how can we improve that yeah. and build upon that? Uh, Hugh says, write this down the Vike on Twitter. The Vikings will screw everything up and miss out on all the quarterbacks. In a panic, they will trade for Nick Foles. <laughs> I could see that happening. Okay. That would be a classic Vikings thing where Kirk Cousins goes on a few days of visits and between the 14th and the 16th, Bridgewater and Keenum go sign elsewhere and Bradford takes a one-year deal with the Browns or whatever. First, And then first, Kirk Cousins fourth, chooses the Jets. A first, a fourth, and a second in 2020. Oh uh, Sean, you're on Mackie and Judd. Good morning, guys. I think it's amusing that Zimmer clearly didn't trust Keenum, yet he's up there at the podium telling us he doesn't want to break the bank for a quarterback. Well, I'm sorry. You're going to have to break the bank to find a quarterback that you can trust in this league. I think if given, Sean, if you were to just say, all right, Mike Zimmer, forget about Rick Spielman, it's just your decision. I think he'd bring Teddy Bridgewater back for like $8 million and see if he could make it work. But, but But he's not the only one making that decision, and so it sounds like they're trying to talk him off that. Bye, Sean. I think that that it, th- this goes back to what I said before. Besides Teddy, I think he hates quarterbacks. I think he sees quarterbacks as a necessary evil Wildcat of the sport. Him. That's he why loves. he brought Sperano in. We're just going to run Wildcat. I think I think his choice would be if I can't get Teddy back, bleep it. Harrison Smith's playing quarterback for me too. Yeah, he's playing safety and quarterback. We're gonna we're gonna throw it back to the old nineteen uh, thirties football back in the day where they just gonna line up on the wing uh, uh, team. Hey Harrison, hey Harrison pitch come, the ball. In the game. come in the game. We're gonna put now. the Georgia Tech offense. Harry, go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going? What's Long up, man? No call. Uh, <laughs> that, man. <laughs> uh, see, I've been listening to you guys the past couple of weeks about speculation on Kirk Cousins and the quarterback situation. You know, I've been sort of listening from afar, and I really like diving too much into it. But the more I I listen to the callers and. And I think you hit around in the head. Like, there's this like uh, there, there's a lot of trepidation amongst like some fans wanting to go after the you know big name quarterback. But you know, let, 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 it's a it, it, it's such an important thing to keep in mind that for Rick Spielman, this has been his Moby Dick, right? I mean, the white whale that he's chasing <laughs> after is you know again like he needs a franchise quarterback. He's never hit the mark. You know, you thought you had that with Teddy. Then the injury happens, you know, you couldn't predict that. You know, you bring in Bradford, he's got, you know, this knee that just keeps breaking down on him. And, and you know, my opinion is not going to get any better. I think for the fans of the Minnesota Vikings and for the team there themselves, I think they have to go for Cousins. I mean, I, anything less than that, I think, would be sort of, you know, sort of just like waving the flag in a sense that, look, we're just going to follow Zim's, uh, you know, and look, he's a great, like, defensive uh, coach. You know, I mean, I, no one's going to, like, get away from him, but. 
to say that he thinks he can win year in, year out without having consistent quarterback play. And, yeah, Case had some flaws in the playoffs for sure. But the last thing I want to say is when you look at, like, you know, quarterbacks who have left teams, I mean, look at, like, Drew Brees, who you looked at, right? He, he, he spent, what, five, six years in San Diego, right? Yeah, he didn't have yeah. great numbers those first five years. When he went to New Orleans, I mean, you look at the change. And, again, it took time. And, yeah, he's at, like, the peak of, like, master class quarterbacking now. But, you know, why can't that be Cousins? Like, to have this sense that, you know, he's going to be a dud, that, oh, he's a system quarterback, that he's not consistent, he's, he's not clutch. He was in Washington. <laughs> That's all I got to say, man. Well, Harry, I would I would throw the Harry, let me ask you this too. Like, what would you regret more in a few years from now? When you when the rest of your roster is Super Bowl ready, would you regret that maybe you overpaid for a league average quarterback and it didn't work out? Or would you regret uh that's a little bit too much money for our blood. Let's try Teddy and he can't play. And exactly. Cousins goes somewhere else and is a really good you know, eighth best quarterback in the league for the next five years. You'll, you're going to regret think, not signing him more than you would regret the other options. Yeah, and I think that's really all you need with the team the way it's constructed is you need a guy who's in like that top ten, you know, category. Not that he's a Rodgers, he's not a Brady, obviously, but I mean, you don't really need that with the way the team's constructed. But you don't need a Case Keenum who's out there, you know, firing bullets all over the place and throwing bad picks. I know Cousins has that issue too. But I feel like with the the with, with the foundation and the coaching they have there, they can work that out with him. That's just my opinion on the thing, guys. Harry yeah, in that, Connecticut. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate call, it, man. Yeah. He's a regular on Ventline. He brings a lot of good stuff. All right. I don't think we solved the world's problems here, but we uh, definitely dove into some really good uh... reckless speculation. With no regard for human life. Bovada odds are out. The Arizona Cardinals to sign Kirk Cousins are fifteen to one. The Jets are five to one. The Broncos are ten to three. The Vikings are one to three. Ooh, those are your Bovada odds. Uh, Interesting. This is going to be a really stupid question. Ten to three. Explain that one. So D- Denver's ten to three. So what's the? It'd be nine, so they're nine and a nine and a half. It's like nine. No, three to one. It's like three three point okay. three three to one, right? Something okay, like gotcha. That. Okay. I yeah. didn't think there was going to be math involved here, but it's like three I to one. I thought you would know, so. Three to one. Okay. I don't know why they don't just say that. Just right, that make would be my, one I the common get, denominator. I would get that. Lou Nanny's coming up next.